It's Taste of Country Nights with Evan Paul On Demand, Season 2, Episode 31 with Brian Kelly from Florida Georgia Line. What were you doing before you were, you know, in Florida Georgia Line? I think I was working Abercrombie a couple, yeah. a couple hours a week. Welcome to Abercrombie. About four, eight, eight, eight hours a week. There it is. Uh, do they really pump the uh, uh, aftershave smell through the vent? I don't know if they do that, but they I think they just go around and spray everything with it. Wow. I think that's, was that your job? Or what did you man, do Man, I was there? a great folder, organizer. <laughs> I could fold a good pair of Abercrombie jeans quicker than dang. You could say it, but uh, I would check people out here and there, too. But, man, it was... It was awesome. And we had a lot of fun talking with BK from Florida Georgia Line. We got, we went through a lot of stuff, you know, ranging from his time in Florida Georgia Line to his current solo projects to, you know, where his head's at right now. Uh, before you listen to this podcast, if you could, thumb us up, give us a like, a subscribe, a rating. It all helps us out. Evan Paul here. We're here with Brian Kelly from Florida Georgia Line. What's hey, happening? Hey. How are you, brother? Good. Now, you're solo now. This yeah. is your second offering, but uh, the one we're taking to the radio. Yeah. See you next summer. Where have you heard? Uh, have you heard it on the radio yet? Yeah, I've heard it. Uh, heard it in my hometown, Daytona, the day it came out, actually. Nice. Uh, so that was, I had a hometown show, and uh, I went into a, one of my favorite surf shops, and Brittany was in the car, and I she's like, I'm, I'm just going to let you run in, and I was like, well, if See you Next Summer comes on, just call me and I'll run out and I want to hear it, you know. And she, I felt my phone vibrating. I'm in there shopping and she's like, it's on. So I run out there, <laughs> caught it. And then uh, more recently, um, this was Saturday. I had a long travel day back from Utah, a couple delays in some situations. But um, went home, put our bags in the house, and Brittany and I hopped in the Jeep. And we're just kind of pulling out really at the neighborhood and, randomly flipping through some country stations and it, it wow. was on and I was like no way man like you couldn't have, you know if, if it wasn't for the delays and the long travel like that wouldn't have lined up and that totally made my day I mean that was like that was really special when I first heard the song it was presented to me in the manner of there was no artist it was like check this song out really? and see what you think it was no from way. like one of my like you know, <laughs> bosses or whatever and they were like I want your opinion on what you know without and I couldn't tell it, it didn't sound exact like it was I don't know how to describe it. It, it really hit me. And cool. I was like, I, I didn't I wouldn't have pegged it to be, you know, your your sound, yeah. your voice. And when I heard that, I was like, this is going to be big. This is going to be trouble for everybody because who it is, how it sounds and what it is. I appreciate that. I, yeah. Was Thank that kind of going into it? Your mentality? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, a lot's changed in a couple years of, you know, me putting out Sunshine State of Mind. That's been out about a little over two years. And for me, you know, that record, I'm forever grateful for. That kind of just opened the door into having these outlets and 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 kind of chasing this this dream is alongside of everything. Um, obviously, things have changed the past couple years. And so with that in mind um, – my mindset definitely changed. You know, that was a first record was a a passion project. Um, I also, in my head, designed it sonically to not really um, compete or, um, you know, rub on anything that I was had been a part of and at the time thought we were going to continue on and, and kind of work all of this together. Um, and so we, with kind of that, that pivot and those changes, I just uh, – you know, I just 
I don't want to hold anything back. And so, or, you know, make the same record twice in a row and also allow, you know, time to tell my story and all of who I am. Sunshine State of Mind is, is a snapshot in time. Um, I was a songwriter on every song, co-writing. And um, it means a lot to me. Those are like, it's a love song to Florida, my travels, my heart, my wife, our life. But there's so much more to, to sing about and to, to share with the world. And so just want to be mindful of that. And, and, and then sonically, man, and vocally, uh, just, just pushing, just, just really trying to squeeze as much out of life as I can and out of, out of myself as I can. Um, I've been working really hard on, on, on my lead vocal and, you know, um, yeah, I, th- I definitely think over the past couple of years, even from my first record, it's grown. I've been using my lead voice a lot more, so it's gotten stronger, and I've really tried to hone in on it and fine-tune it and do all my warm-ups and my cool-downs and all these things, <laughs> right. man, you know, and like these exercises. Yeah. And, and But, man, I'm just I'm, – I'm driven. I'm competitive. I'm, I'm – um, yeah, so – I'm, it means a lot that you say that because that's all intentional. It was like, okay, well, it's super serious now. It's like I've got to stand on my own two feet. Yeah. Now I did when I made the first record, that wasn't the case. Okay. For for um, in a sense, so um, yeah, man. I, just, I mean, that, that's what I heard. Yeah, you just put it I into words. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, couldn't put it into words. <laughs> I'm, not many people. I don't think. I think people have noticed that a little bit, but I really appreciate that because that was intentional. I feel like I'm. Um, kind of singing like my career depends on it a little bit, you know. In a okay. sense, like, well, it's you know, like, let me show y'all who I am, and yeah. what I can do. You know, it was a little bit different mindset that first record. Like, I don't consider "Sunshine State of Mind" like my debut record. Got it. I probably would consider this record more this what I'm working on now, kind of more of a debut. That makes any sense. It does. Yeah, no. I guess if you could, I told, I said this yesterday, and this not comparing me to Chesney at all. And it's apples and oranges. He's a legend. I love him. Um, he's a huge reason of of you know why I do what I do. But what I love about him um, is he covers a lot of life in his songs. And um, you know, one point it's like he did the BSUR record with like the uh, you know this old blue chair. Mm-hmm with so many records already released. And then he did that. It's like, I kind of did mine backwards. I did Sunshine State of Mind, and now it's time to make some, some like, core record records. Like, well, you earned that. So you know, I kind of did it yeah, backwards. That's um, all right. And I, did, I labeled it, you know, Sunshine State of Mind Season 1 for a reason where I can always hear Season 2, hear Season 3. But for now, it's like I'm really trying to hone in on you know, songs on this record that can live on radio, that, that will resonate um, to people with just kind of where I'm at in this chapter of life. What uh, you've been making hit country music for over a decade now. What what's something that you now would tell yourself in like 2010? Man, um, I'd say I mean one thing I've learned even in the past the past year, man, just kind of where I'm at with my songwriting career and writing writing for these this this record and just how much I've been writing. Um, I think I used to have just a little bit of like, I don't know if it was like, not anxiousness. I mean, I guess it's part of the hustle, but feeling and, and wanting to be prepared for a lot of the rights that, you know, riding out on the road or then back in town, it's like, you know, I want to be prepared and I want to come in with ideas and not feel like you have to rely on 
somebody or, you know, I don't know. This like when you're out of ideas, that's another thing. When you're out of ideas and you you're supposed to write, that's sometimes not the easiest. Yeah. And so I feel like the past eight months I've really just cleansed myself of any and all like worry. If if I if I'm if I am bringing something in, I am prepared. If I have something started, great. If I don't, I've just continue to learn. I've thought this over the years, but like even more so like just showing up, man, and trusting the process. If you're patient enough to sit around and filter through and talk about ideas and get in some, some grooves going and just like, cause some days it just happens. Some days you'll walk in. So-and-so has got a title. You're like, that sounds like a hit and you write it and you're out in two hours. Okay. But not every day is like that. I mean, you got to bring a dang shovel in and dig for these ideas and filter <laughs> through. Cause I mean, Sometimes you're writing songs with people who have written tons of songs, and then you factor in all the songs of music that, as fans, we've heard in our lifetime. And recently, it's like to land on something that's going to move the needle that sounds different and fresh and using saying something different, different verbiage, nouns, different words. It's like sometimes not the hardest if you're if you're not. It's not the easiest if you're in, if you're not inspired. And so for me, it's like I have confidence that. It's just about showing up and show, like showing up and being in the moment and pushing, being patient. And so that's, that's for me, man. I think, um, again, another kind of pivot mentally, I think, even, where it's all. It's, I've, I've had that mindset, but it really, I've really lived it out more, I'd say, in the past eight, nine months, man. Because I'd, I remember this past fall, I was doing two days and writing with, a group that I just met and then trying to get a song in four hours. And I've got another group coming that I'm just meeting. I told my team, I I don't set me up with whoever you think I need to write with new. I don't care if they have hits. Like I'm on the grind. doesn't matter. Let's go. And so, um, I think another point of learning and where I'm at my career, it's like getting in that uncomfortable zone a little bit where I don't know these guys. I don't know if we're going to get anything. I don't know if I have any ideas. I don't know if I'm in the mood to write. But it's like sticking to that. Or I don't know if I feel exactly inspired. I know I want to write and I want to land on a good song, but it's like I think just digging deep, man, and just I want I want it. I want to be on the radio. I want to be playing shows. I want to build this solo career. I want to maybe do things that I didn't think I was capable of or people think that couldn't happen to, you know, people say along the way, oh, well, Nobody's really been able to make it work in the duo or going from a group or yeah. you hear things like that. I'm along sure. The way. Yeah. And it's like, well, leave room to blow your own mind. Somebody's got to do Somebody's it. Somebody's got to yeah. do it. You know, that's why I keep telling myself. It's like, I have goals and visions, but like I'm, there's room in there to be mind blown yeah. by God and fans and seen it before. And I, you know, I think lightning has struck a person twice before. <laughs> I think there is somebody out there that has been struck by lightning twice. Look it up. <laughs> Are you? Uh, that would suck. <laughs> God, that would suck. I didn't get you the first time. Yeah, right. right. Uh, are you mentoring any up and coming artists? Um, you know, um, I guess you could kind of say that. Um, I guess there's a little bit of mentorship. Um, I'm working on signing a good buddy of mine who's in the band with us, um, guitar player, singer, songwriter to a publishing deal, possibly a production deal as well. Um, and um, so, yeah, I guess you could say that. 
um, really invested in, in just him as a human, him as a creative and um, singer player. Um, so we're always we're always scheming about songs. Um, Who is it? Catlin Owen. Okay, Catlin Owen. That's my that's my brother right there. Man. All right, love him. Um, we had some great times this past fall writing just a couple two ways, just me and him, just taking taking our time writing, kind of writing a little bit different way of just honestly down to Florida some, just going on bike rides and like walking around and kind of talking about ideas before just trying to like write blindly. It's like, what idea do we love? What like hook or title and like, kind of talk about it and then kind of get into writing it, taking about a day and a half or two to write them. Okay. It's just, you know, I don't know, just kind of, seeing his process and how we work together and um yeah so he's one of them okay. um and probably right now i mean i'm looking for more i mean i think there'll be more to sign at some point but um trying to be patient with that as well and just like trying to find the right people i think that there's there's some people that are probably locked up in some deals right now that i'd sign but <laughs> <laughs> you know those are just going to take some time okay um, but uh yeah. Uh, the cover of See You Next Summer. Um, what is, I'm going to pull this up here. What is your experience level on a horseback? Man, pretty good. Um, Brittany and I have been riding for, shoot, I mean, kind of right after we got married. We got married in 2013. So 2014, 15, we started riding. Um, we both had some horse leases. Um, so when we would get back in town, we would just rush out there and ride. Um, ride some horses and just I'm pretty chill man I mean like I, I obviously know what I do for a living I need to be healthy and on stage and <laughs> somewhat nimble oh, God. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me you know I'm not gonna just like tear off and I'm not gonna just rip and roar up you know I'm pretty pretty cautious I like to have a great time but for me horse riding man um, is is extremely therapeutic to be you have to be in the moment. You really can't be. Um, you can kind of sightsee a little bit, but you've got to be in control of your horse. You've got to be, you know, not really thinking about a bunch of other stuff. And that's why I like it. No texting and horsing? No texting and horsing. Maybe stop for a picture, but, you know, I want to be able to take in the landscape, the sunset, walk through yeah. the creek, whatever on farmland, whatever. I want to soak all that up. I want to be in the moment, but I want to be in control with the horse. And I want to be, I want to know that, I want the horse to know that I'm in control. And I want the horse to know that I'm calm, collected, and my breath is right. And so it's just, it's like a, it's like a cheaper redneck therapy, I guess, <laughs> yeah. for me and Brittany. I mean, we, we, we've loved it. We've been able to horseback ride and, out in Utah, um, East, uh, I guess West Tennessee, um, here, right outside of town. Um, I love and it. It's just awesome, man. And so I'm glad you asked. Nobody's really asked about that that cover, and I thought that was pretty cool because that is cool. There's a line, and and I didn't again. I didn't write "See Next Summer," but when I heard it, I go, "Well, what's just like a little the funny juxtaposition of this song is see you next summer, but." That's what the cover looks like, and it's there's a line that says, you're about to head back north, I'm about to head back west. Um, and so I just thought that was something to play with a little bit of storyline, um, branding, something that's a piece of authenticity to me. 
that maybe somebody might not know. Yeah. And so just kind of playing with that, man, I thought was I like super that. cool. Yeah. And, and, and I love the track, uh, production of CNX Summer. I love the way, um, it was like that in the demo. It wasn't as big or as rocking and it's full, but the drop choruses and then it builds back up and that hook hits, man, it's full blast. Yeah. And it's just that tension and release. It's playing with that. Um, not, not too much of that in country. I'd say that that's a more of a pop element approach of production. Um, but you, you've got a country vocal, you've got country elements, um, uh, parts in there, but with that, that little move of, of production, I think is, uh, adds to it, man. Mm -hmm. I just, I love playing with kind of that. It's not, maybe not exactly what you think or what you saw, but it's kind of me being creative. So. Yeah, I like it. It's something, yeah. I appreciate you asking about yeah, that. Yes, sir. Flashback to summer. Let's go 2003. You're about 18 years old. <laughs> Who are you hanging with? Oh, gosh. I'm getting ready to go to uh, Florida State to play baseball. Shoot, 2003. I guess I was playing for uh, playing for the Orlando Scorpions travel ball team, getting ready to go to Florida State. I'm hanging with, probably, gosh, my buddy Andy. Buddy Mark, probably David. What's on the radio? Oh, at that time, some Chesney. Um, <laughs> Chesney. I mean, we were listening. We were listening to. Gosh, I mean, definitely a lot of Chesney, a lot of McGraw. Um, what was on your mind? Like, were you like, I'm, I'm going to be a pro ball player, or were you like, I'm going to play some music? Uh, right at that time, I was wanting to play pro ball. I mean, guitar for me. Was just uh was was kind of a kind of same thing on on the horseback riding at the time at the time, but it was guitar. It was like, man, if I could, after a long day baseball practice, I'll do my shoulder exercise. I'm training to be a pitcher and all that stuff, and working really hard trying to do school. I think I was working Abercrombie, a yeah, couple, a couple hours a week. Welcome to Abercrombie, about four, eight, eight, eight hours a week. There it is. Uh, do they really pump the uh, uh, aftershave smell through the? Vents? I don't know if they do that, but they. I think they just go around and spray everything with it. Wow! I think that's was that your job, or what did you man, do? Man, I was there? a great folder organizer. <laughs> I could fold a good pair of Abercrombie jeans quicker than dang. You could say it, but uh, I would check people out here and there too. But man, it was it was awesome. Like I just. It was like, because I think, you know, we all wore it back in the day. Yeah, it was cool. yeah, yeah. Everybody right, wore Abercrombie yeah. or you wanted to. Yeah. And it's like, well, if I work there, I get a discount. Yeah, okay. And the girl. <laughs> and I'll get more. Yeah. And I, yeah. yeah you know, it's like, uh, well, yeah. you know, why not? So Yeah, uh, okay. But um, they weren't hiring any old dude off the street. Don't let them trick yourself. That's Somebody hilarious. was like, this is a good looking dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, they knew what they oh, were doing man. back then. That's you know, funny. that could have been your career, man. Shoot. That's really funny. You bro. got saved. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that could have been you, man. Yeah, but music was, you know, it, it wasn't until little did I know, you know, um, that spring, spring of 2005, first year of college, got redshirted, kind of found out right before the season started. And, um, you know, for me, it was like, you know, I didn't travel when we'd play away games. I'd be in my apartment. My other three roommates that were teams on the team, they would travel. And so I had a couple of friends I'd hang out with, but I was also pretty, pretty independent, pretty good by myself, and also liked my alone time as well as having social time. So I would hole up in my dang apartment learn chords, um, try to write songs. And the first couple songs, first like little EP I ever did, you know, the first music that I love was country, but the first 
music I created the way it came out because of what I was going through was kind of contemporary Christian music. Okay. And it was helping me get through uh, being redshirted, which was a huge letdown. I was super bummed, not happy, just like, dang, man, I'm just, I'll probably look like an idiot in my hometown. I just got freaking redshirted, you know? Like, yeah. Um, but as my mind mindset kind of shifted, I saw it as an opportunity. I was like, well, I'm getting to write songs now. I'm, I'm, I'm a songwriter now. You know, like yeah, I was yeah. like, well, I'm a songwriter now. <laughs> and I ended up learning, a, you know, it took me, took me months, but I ended up learning a pretty amazing different change-up grip. My change-up got better from red-shirting. And, um, you know, it's those, it's those maybe a perceived setback, but it's those little twists and turns and curveballs in life that you find out who you are and what you're made of. And life is never going to stop really handing you those. And so, you know, for me, I feel like I had one of those even more recently with, you know, to uh, my holistic view of having these conversations even back in 2020 about solo journey, FGL, all of those things and how they work together. You know, I always kind of saw it all going together and all leading back to the mothership. Um, Obviously, I think differences of opinion on how that looks and how that works. Um, but for me, you know, I just, um, I saw it all working together. And so life did not, you know, see that going that way. And so that's not easy when, you know, I think this is how it should work. And this is this great picture, you know, when, when it doesn't turn out that way, you you do find out what you're made of and you find out who you are. And so from, you know, I just really have dove into the music, man, again. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's fulfilling. It's fun. It's a journey. It's um, really feel alive in these moments, even more so. It's like I'm coming to life even more. You know, it's like, because you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got yeah, you. So. Yeah. I got one more. What's the craziest thing you've ever had to sign? Hmm. Somebody ever slapped like a leg up there, like a prosthetic leg I've gotten? I've heard, not me, but. I feel like we've definitely done that probably. I mean, this isn't like crazy. You know, this might not go viral, but I think uh, I don't I don't understand it. I We've done it, but the forehead signing with a Sharpie? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty like, it's pretty there. It's pretty brave of them, you know, to, to ask for that. But, uh, you know. Sign a lot of things, a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of shirts, a lot of uh, dip cans, beers, koozies. I mean, um, yeah, I'm gonna go with forehead. It's just, it's just straight. It's like funny how it's like elevated to that. Like, <laughs> right, right. I have a, I have a good shirt you could just sign, but here's my forehead. Here's my forehead. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, we love the song, man, Thank and we love bro. to see what's coming up next, man. Appreciate, appreciate you coming by, dude. Thank you. Yeah. All right, let's bring in Billy Dukes from behind the camera to talk about this one with BK from Florida Georgia Line. What's happening, Billy? Good interview here. I thought uh, BK definitely felt really comfortable with you. Yeah, I felt that way too. I, I've only interviewed him one other time, and um, it, it was a little bit uh, of the same. But this way was a more more laid back. He he really brings good a good energy. Like he, uh, I don't know. He's 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've had a chance now to talk to both BK and Tyler a couple of times and I mean both have been good interviews but certainly very different types of interviews in, in terms of 
Uh, one's just much more talkative than the other. How do you kind of prepare for both of them? Dude, it's been kind of interesting that you bring that up. That's interesting because it's hard. They're I don't know how they got along for so long. Like they they're both <laughs> nice people, but they're like total opposites like um i feel like bk is more like wakes up in the morning like dude where's my car what happened you know whereas tyler's very organized and very methodical and business and um but they both seem to have their funny side it just it seems to me like you know if you were like oh these two guys are best friends i would be like really i haven't gotten a sense of like you know, a lot of times we'll like play back audio for artists about so and so said this and get them to re- like I'm not sure how that would go over if like one of them just shared a funny story or an anecdote about the other in an interview and like we shared it back with the other. Like I don't know where what the relationship is like today, so to speak. Like they don't I don't know. It's it's weird. How, how do you feel about that? I tell you what, this is what okay, if you ask Tyler uh, about that, a funny story about Brian. This is what he would say. He'd be like, well, you know, Brian's a man. We've been on tour for so long, man. I've got so many funny stories. That guy's just just entertaining, man. He just always kept me on my feet. And then if you ask BK, you know, hey, you got any funny stories about Tyler? Man, Tyler, it, that guy is a hard worker, man. Every once in a while, we'll get out and do some partying. But I, t- I feel like they'll both just give you what I call the quarterback answer, you know, which mm-hmm. which um, always seems to include the phrase best foot forward. You know, and that doesn't mean that they're, right. they're like beefing or anything. I just I don't know the dynamic because it got so weird at the end of Florida George line with the rumor that they were going to break up then they weren't right. and the the whole pandemic unfollowing and following <sighs> like um I don't know I feel like they are probably like any other duo where like you put them in a room and they'll get along and they they hang out they make great music they have a good time they throw on a great show but they might not hang out you know after you know, at uh, work building exercises per se. So I have an alternative point of view on this that also fits what we're hearing. And that's that both of them really don't want to talk a lot about the other because when they do, that makes what they're doing now more of a side project uh, from Florida Georgia Line than the main focus. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, Yeah. And that's... That's reasonable. Like that's like you can hear it when you talk to Brian Kelly, like how much he wants this as a solo artist and how hard he's working to be um, establish himself. And he understands the odds. He even mentioned that like like this is his thing. And to kind of go back and revert back to old FGL stories at this stage would undermine the whole thing. And, And maybe even the same thing is true about Tyler. But that doesn't mean they're on the outs in any sort of way. Yeah, and they both do a great job. Um, I mean, talking about how without Florida Georgia Line they wouldn't be where they are, and and they right. they are very thankful of each other and their time. So I I, I feel like it was all positive. I just uh, yeah, I feel like they like you said when the more you talk about the other person, it's the same. It's 
is uh, sometimes when you ask uh, uh, an artist about another artist not in their group, you know, sometimes they get a little weird. Not because they have a beef with the other artist, just because, like Billy said, they, you know, they don't want to waste time. You know, they only have a few minutes to talk. They want to talk about themselves, and I, I understand right. that. But it is hard because I, you know, with both of them, I wonder, especially when I talk about them on the radio, like. Half the time I say, this is BK from Florida Georgia Line. Uh, half the time I say, you know, Tyler Hubbard from Florida Georgia Line. You know, and I wonder if that gets to him. But then, like, I heard a radio commercial on somewhere or a TV commercial where one of them was playing. And it was like, it was like Tyler Hubbard from Florida Georgia Line fame. You know, and I, I don't know. How do you think they feel about that? I feel think they probably are good with that because that is what kind of gets them in the door and let's be honest being part of florida georgia line sort of greases the rails a little bit for them um they probably are able to tangibly like they can charge more money for concerts like their name goes up on the the marquee in a little bit bigger letters they might have a little easier time to radio because of florida georgia line Mm -hmm. but maybe they just don't want to they're trying to have it both ways a little bit uh, any artist in that position is and and that's the challenge of going from a duo or a group to a solo artist i think that's why it's so hard because that's really difficult to navigate let me th- let me ask you this encyclopedia billy tanica has anybody ever gotten through that and made it like uh like a brooks and dunn type you know just ronnie dunn you know all right, so let's think of recent examples um ronnie dunn and kicks brooks both had solo um, solo projects after Brooks and Dunn. Now, that's a little bit of a different deal because they're at a different stage in life. They had marginal radio success. Yes, me. Yes, yeah, me. Nothing big. Uh, Sugarland comes to mind. Jennifer Nettles. Mm, okay. She didn't have great success as a solo artist, I don't think. Uh, the music was good. So was Christian Bush's music. But in terms of radio taking them seriously yeah. as an artist, that didn't work out for them. Uh, who else have we had in the last 10 or... 15 years i mean you think back on groups i mean lone star and richie mcdonald that hasn't really worked out um i mean the the only one i could think of is michael jackson (laughs) (laughs) randy owen did some solo work post alabama again marginal success but he kind of was almost in that brooks and dunn category where it was a little bit later in life so that didn't really work um so yeah i mean I, i guess the odds are I feel like we're missing someone obvious, though, and I can't think of who it is. But the odds are, are probably pretty long. Yeah, I, I could see that. But they both realize that, you know, and, and uh, Tyler's had some success out of the gate. His first couple songs went number one. Definitely. Uh, and then BK, you know, like he mentioned in this interview, took the the long road, per se. He did a, a passion project at first. And, you know, his second uh, project here, he's got a song on the radio. It's doing okay, you know, so... I don't know. Maybe, 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 be, maybe Tyler turns in the next Luke Combs. Maybe ten years down the road, we forget that they were even in Florida Georgia Line. Who knows? I'll say this: Tyler uh, Brie K said something at the very end of his interview that made me, when I listened to it again, sort of look up a little bit. Where he talked about the solo album, and he always wanted that to go back into Florida Georgia Line and all kind of aim back at the mothership. And he said there was some differences of opinions on that. I wasn't sure that he was, at the time, I think I thought he meant like differences of opinion, like popular opinions on like if he could do both. I listened to it again and thought, oh, maybe he was talking about a difference in opinion with Tyler. 
And maybe that's the seed of, maybe he was trying to tell us something there and we missed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've been watching too many crime podcasts, uh, shows on TV. <laughs> I don't know that you'd have to really get in there and dig on the forensics. Well, <laughs> a little bit too, but Rascal Flats are doing that. They're spilling all the tea. You know, they're out there talking about how Joe Don didn't want to be part of the group anymore. And they're, yeah, they're, you know, they're aren't all they half relative though. Yeah, there's some sort of related. I think Jay and Gary are like sister, like they have their in-laws or co- no, they're cousins, but then one of them married a I mean, yeah, yeah, there's there's some relations Yeah, they there. could be fighting over low-key like a Memorial Day barbecue that went bad. Well, we don't know, you know? It does get a little bit sticky when families evolve, no doubt about it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to Taste of Country Nights On Demand. This uh, podcast is part of the Town Square Media Podcast Network.